Hello and welcome to the third episode of A Feast of Zines from Bite Size Gaming. This is Troy, and I'm still your host for this series where we feature several creators that are taking part in Kickstarter's Zine Quest 3. We took a whole day and rapid-fire interviewed 13 creators back-to-back to get you the lowdown on what they've put out there for you. For those of you that don't know what ZineQuest is, you came to the right place. Creators launch a two-week project for a single-color, unbound, folded, stapled, or saddle-stitched RPG zine, and Kickstarter is nice enough to help promote it. And at last count, there's way over 200 zines that are launching uh, this month. And the Bite Size Gaming crew thought it would be pretty cool to have some of these creators on the show so they could talk about their projects. So here we go. Leading off, we have Brett Hess, along with our very own Thomas Vota. Yeah, that's right. He's ours. Y'all can go get your own. Anyway, they worked on It Came From The Message Board, a zine full of 25 quests that you would basically pull from a, from a notice board in your campaign world. Now, the unique thing about these is these quests are single page, with one side being the notice you can use as a handout, and the other is the overview of the quest itself. Now, how slick is that? Take a listen and let Brett and Thomas tell you all about it. All right, and we are back with another creator interview with Zach and Troy. This time, coming at you with another duo, Thomas and Brett from their came from the message board Kickstarter zine, which just launched minutes ago, minutes ago. So kind of, uh, at the cusp of greatness, uh, I feel at the moment. So. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> this is breaking uh, news. That's what that is. That's right. That's right. You all, uh, you all are going to hear it it's... first. You're all, we're looking at the Kickstarter for the first time, or at least some of us are at the same time as everybody here. Uh, but we happen to, uh, be good friends with Brett and Thomas, um, and so um, they've kind of been feeding us some lines and some uh, maybe some outlines or drafts as we've been moving along, showing us pieces of the art uh, from time to time. So uh, this is one that I've been excited about for a while, see what the two of you could cook up. And uh, Thomas sent me a finished draft of two of the quests the other day. They became the preview that you see there on Kickstarter. And I was like, yep, this is going to be fun. I'm I'm sold. So, well, right out the so gate, we, uh, this. Go ahead. We have a lot of big shoes to fill after dealing after having Tony on before us. So I was watching and following <laughs> in the chat, and that's a that's a cool individual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about first and foremost. I just want to get a little background on the two of you um, for our listeners here. Um, tell me right out the gate, Brett. We'll just throw this question straight to you. Is this your very first project or do you have other creations elsewhere that people might know you from? Um, this is the first one that's published or written down. I've been homebrewing for years. I think I started on three, five, like a decade ago or something like that. Uh, but this is the first one that's been written down and put in anything for other people. Right on, right on. Very good. Uh, well, message board launch, as I said, just about 20 minutes ago, uh, most folks who are tuning in right now will not have had the chance to, uh, read the description there on Kickstarter. So, uh, Brett, give us the elevator pitch for message board. All right. So, uh, it came from the message board was an idea where, 
So say you're playing a video game, RPG, Witcher 3, or Grimm, or anything, or anything like that, and most of the people that I talk to, most of my friends, when you play big open world RPG games, you do everything but the main quest. And I know in my experience, <laughs> a lot of my players will do will spend two or three sessions in a row avoiding the neon sign saying, here's your quest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started a campaign at the, at the local game shop where I would run just side quests. Like I would just like, oh, here's, a, here's the tavern where you all are meeting each other and introduced, and the reason you all meet each other is because there's jobs hanging on that board. Go pick a job. And then that way I could prep like five or six things. They could take one or two of them, try to get them both done at the same time if they're in the same area, uh, like that. And then uh, Tom, Thomas had heard about my campaign, I believe it was, and uh, really liked it. And it's like, hey, do you want to write this? So we started co-writing this zine where you have just a message board full of side quests you can do. Awesome. The, the thing that I thought is that as a DM, um, my players go to a city and get sucked in for three episodes or three days or three, whatever you want to call it when you get together with your buddies and drink and don't do the things that you're supposed to be doing for the DM. And message board was meant to be a link from, hey, I've got done slaying that dragon. I've turned in. What's next? And there's something then on a message board that says, hey, and it introduces you to another NPC. And, oh, it's saying we can't hear my audio. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I can. Give me one second here. I know why. Can you? That should. Oh. That should be better. I'm sorry about that, guys. I've been doing some of the the background work um, for the other, the rest of the uh, stream this morning, so I've been lurking. Uh, board was meant to be something that got you from you and your players finishing a quest, killing the dragon, turning in the parts, um, and what's next? How do we get our players from in the town nothing to do meeting the NPCs they need to, to go on to quests that you've been working on for 10 years and message board. Um, message board is a, uh, is a way to do that. It's a quest that takes you from number um, one quest to another. It's a bridge that gets you introducing to NPCs in the area and, and, and figuring out what the low is. Yeah. Cool. Right. We have a, we have a lot of them organized by, we put tags on them to like how big the city would be to recommend to put in like, oh, here's one that it's really good for big cities because there's a lot of people, a lot of crowd work that you have to deal with. Uh, one of them, I think, one of those, or an example of one of those is uh, there's, there's a shop owner who's not getting any business and you've got to try to think of a way to get business to his shop. And then there's suggestions of why is he not getting business there? He could, you know, there could be a rival shop owner that's like kind of spreading bad rumors, could be haunted, and he doesn't know about it. Uh, so it, it's set up, you could, could look at it, uh, mo uh, all these quests, you could look at it and probably get your game set up in about two hours in case you forgot to do your prep work for the day and your, your group just happened to land in town. Or you're waiting on them to make a critical decision, so there's something to, you know, kind of stall them while, while uh, they decide what they're doing. Right on. Cool. Okay. Okay, so what 
from this this will be a two parter for one for each of you. So what in this project is your oh I can't wait till somebody sees this. It, it's your it's your it's your nugget that you are so proud of or excited for someone to grab a hold of and, and see what they do with it. Brett. We'll start with Brett. Um there's a there's a bunch of them. I, I love the NPCs that uh, that I've personally written on mine. I haven't seen all of Tom's yet. Uh, but I, I've based probably about half the NPCs I put out there that put out these quests are based on either character, like characters that I've run in games or uh, that my, one of them specifically is a character my best friend made that I absolutely, when he does his character voice, I can't help but also do his character voice for my character, which really throws me <laughs> off. But the the way I uh, the way I wrote my quests, I tried to stay close to authors like Brian Jakes, who actually, depending on who was talking, he would write in the dialect of that person. So I tried to add that voice to the the message boards and make it seem like it was being written by someone who would talk that way. Very cool. Yeah. Uh... I'm a much more, much more simple DM. I am a oh my friends want to play it's Saturday afternoon and I have two kids under five that I'm not going to have any time until they go to bed and then I arrive to their house game. So I am a um, simple DM who doesn't like to prepare for anything. And the best part about message board is that it is meant to be destroyed. It's meant to be cut up. It's meant to be played with. It's meant to be used. So as you'll see from our PDF, our, the message board has, it's going to have a scroll for your players to see, like they pulled it off the message board. It's going to have a piece of artwork that describes something important in the story. And then on the back of the paper, it'll have all the notes for the DM. It'll have stat blog, um, um, new items. It'll have all of the ways that you can fit this in your world. And they're not super specific, so you can enjoy fitting it into whatever you're doing. So for me, it was the perfect thing. If you want to keep your zine nice, we're going to give you a PDF, even if you back the physical level. So you can print out the page that you want to destroy or not destroy. If you want to, it's going to be on nice paper and um, nice, uh, everything there is going to be sort of high quality. So you can cut it right out of the book and use it at your table if you want. Or there, we have a premium tier that will let you actually get like, um, card stock cards with the quests so you can oh, cool. table tent it and play with it and you're going to get a couple of minis and with some of our um, higher end stretch goals and stuff like that you might see some of the other NPCs or minis from the from the story. I love the way those minis look too. Like I saw those and I got giddy. <laughs> <laughs> so with that format uh, this question will be more for Thomas I guess but with that format of you know cutting it out and having one side that is your handout and your visual aid and the other side being your GM notes, what were some challenges that you kind of faced with that formatting and then putting that into a zine? What did you run into or did you, what did you come biggest, to realize there? <laughs> the biggest issue is that it's a zine, right? So in a, if this was a soft cover book and we were planning on making this a huge project, it would be a little bit more um, tolerable that the fact that our art budget is not what we expected for 25 pieces of art. <laughs> so uh, there's 25 quests in the book, and they span from, as Brett was saying, they span from 
um, uh, no quest no level, so there's going to be a couple RPG quests. Two or, uh, not RPG, sorry, um, uh, RP quests. And then they go up to tier four, is what they call in D&D, and that's uh, 17 through 20 levels. So we have um, art with each, with each one of those quests. So when you're looking at a budget of our Kickstarter of $1,200, it was really easy to blow through the art budget pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun art. That picture, like on your banner of the people surrounding mm -hmm. the message board, is gorgeous. It's great. Um, I love it so much. Luis uh, Fritas is doing that as a gentleman from Brazil, and he did a fantastic job. I told him sort of just, this is what I want run with it and he gave me a couple options and it has turned out magnificent it looks fantastic yeah. beautiful uh for brett here i've got another question for you um there's a lot of fantasy products out there there's a lot of fantasy products launching on on uh kickstarter right now even a lot of fifth edition products and i know that you you told me that like a lot of your stuff could be easily transitioned to another um other system, design. right? Yeah, yeah. Any high fantasy setting, um, but with all these products that are uh, piling into the space, what sets you apart? What sets Message Board apart from some of these other uh, products that are coming out? Um, a lot of the like I've seen on like DMs Guild and stuff like that, you'll see like the here's a seed idea for a quest that you can run, and then I'll you know spend the dollar or five dollars or whatever to get this little like PDF of quests and they're literally like two line starters. Like, Hey, here's an idea. You figure it out. Um, ours are a lot more in depth. Like I said, you could pick this up, read, read through it real quick. Uh, you could probably read through the zine if you're a quick reader in a couple hours and pick the one that fits kind of what you're looking for. And we've got them arranged by like city size and levels and all that. So you could find them real quick for reference, read through it in a couple minutes, have it prepped in an hour or so. Like we, you don't have to figure out everything and look everything up. Uh, it, you kind of dive in and get going. For right. just to expand on what Brett said there, we are, he said that the, those, some of those products that he was talking about are maybe a, a line or two. Our each quest is somewhere between with the scroll and the DM information is somewhere between like 600 and a thousand words. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So there's enough there. There's a heft. And like, like I said, I saw the preview, which is up on the Kickstarter and you get a couple like, uh, well, there are actually two of the quests that are in your product, uh, two of the 25, you can actually look at and see how much information you're giving them for those. And one of them has like a new magic item and things like that. So there's little tidbits and uh, elements that way too, which I think is cool. Another one, uh, one of my uh, things that I really like in there that we did is we have a new, we have a couple new creatures in there too that we include the stat block in there for them uh, so that you don't have to like go somewhere and find out what this new creature is. We wanted to have interesting things. One of the things as a DM and a player that I really enjoy about D&D uh, &D is when you run into that creature that maybe you or the rest of your party have never seen before, so you're not really sure mm. what you're supposed to do about it. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody everybody knows kind of how to deal with the mimics and the slimes, and you know that you're supposed to, you know, stay away from these and hit the, don't hit the shambling mound with lightning or whatever. 
But when you throw a creature that you have no context for how it functions, it makes the game a lot more exciting. Excellent. Oh, definitely. I like I like that stuff with it. You know, put a twist on it. I, I dig that. So, what this sounds to me like, I mean, it, it's definitely something you've you've got enough meat and crunch with each little quest for an experienced DM to really bite down and and give give their players something cool to to experience. Is this also something that a, that a newer DM can sit down and snag and read through and and go without too much of an issue? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've I've actually through all the ones that I wrote, I have a my best friend's wife uh, runs a game for us on Thursdays, and she's been running for a, off and on for about a year, about every other week, and and. I ran a couple of them by her to see what she thought and if they made sense to her. Um, that's kind of how I test to see if they were kind of written clearly. That's a, that's a good lit, litmus test. I like that. Cause that, that's definitely, uh, increases your, your market increases your playability. If, if you can have the experienced GM snag it, or if someone who doesn't really even know what they're doing, uh, or brand new, only been playing for a little while can get behind the screen and and pull one of these out and go that i like yeah, she was a, she a was lot. a big help with that too like she when i'd have something that was a little confusing she what about and so i'd go back and adjust that as i was writing it that's good all right so uh the big question once this is successfully funded and gets uh folded up and shipped out the door what's next um, for me, I've got a, I've got another project that I've started writing. Uh, it's, it's kind of ambitious and it, I may not even be able to publish it. I've actually had to send an email to a, uh, a fairly large company to see if I can get the, the rights to use some of the, the stuff from it. Cause it's based off of a video game that I really love the story of, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to see if I can't convert it. I want to convert that story into a uh, into an RPG uh, campaign. Right on. But okay. I got to kind of wait to hear back from them to see how much of that I can use. Right on. Very cool. And I I, uh, I know that uh, I'm weird in this situation since I work with Zach quite often on projects and things like that, and we we work on this on this channel together so there's a ton of things coming from us right now we have uh the three projects in kickstarter we zach has scrap rats and i have a message board with brett and winthrop um, manor lights of the winthrop manor starts on the 13th and then uh we have the hit the follow-up to the hit mother load is coming at the end of the month and that is Evershift as our as our characters go from a mine into the fey Love it. Sweet. Nice. And uh, we typically follow this up with uh, where can people find you on social media, but you're here. If you're watching this on Twitch, you're on the Drifters Atlas channel, and that's uh, the channel that Thomas uh, manages with a little bit of assistance from me. Um, and uh, you can follow Thomas's shenanigans uh, on the Drifters Atlas on all social media, and we'll have the links down in the doobly-doo before too long. Uh, congratulations on a successful launch on your Kickstarter, and, fellas. But Brett, where they where can they find yeah, you? Where too can they find Brett? Oh yeah, that's it. Oh, I don't 
I don't exist on social media. If you want, you can check out my <laughs> Facebook, uh, Brett H. Hess. Uh, I'll be wearing a salmon pink tie. But the only thing to really check out there is I have an album of some of my miniatures. Very good. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll uh, keep an eye on the Kickstarter. Make sure I get over there and back it sooner rather than later. And uh, we'll see you around. All right. Yes. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the time. Uh-huh. I'm excited for uh, some message board. Yes, yes, yes. See? Told you it was pretty cool. Now we have T. Condi serving up some of Glurky Gleebolt's Guide to Glorious Grub. This book is filled with over 20 in-game recipes and their magical effects, plus some tips from the chef of chefs himself, Glurky Gleebolt. T. is bringing the heat with this one. Bam! Hello and welcome back to another creator interview with Zach and Troy from Bite Size Gaming. We're going to be diving in with T and the project Glurpy, Glurky Glebolt's Guide to Glorious Grub. Could uh, you have come up with a, with a more tongue twister of a name? I think not. <laughs> I love it. Uh, T, we're really excited to have you on. Um, I stumbled across your Kickstarter uh, a few days ago, and uh, I'm not gonna lie the the cover, the color palette, the color, the art style. I was like, ooh, this looks really fun. Um, and then when I started sniffing around in the campaign, like this, this is really fun. Really like yeah. it. Um, so of all the Kickstarters that we're talking to today. Um, uh, you're one of the ones that I'm most excited to chat with and hear more about creation for this project. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Absolutely. It really has been a fun project. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, so one of the things that we like to do at the start of this uh, interview is we like to get to know a little bit about your background before we dive into this project as a whole. So the question that we ask is, um, T, is this your first project that you've made, or have you created other things elsewhere that we might know you from? Actually, this is my first project. Um, um, I've been playing RPGs for about six years now, um, but this is awesome. my first. Very first. cool. Right on. Very cool. Awesome. So uh, what is Glorious Grub? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a rough. <laughs> I... <laughs> yes. What is Glorious Grub? as a product. Give us the elevator pitch for it, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So, Glurky Gleebolt's Guide to Glorious Grub is a collection of recipes. Um, Show off. In-game, <laughs> these recipes exist in this magical cookbook that lets characters make sort of spell-like foods that can make produce these wondrous effects. Um, they can make you grow or shrink or transform into something different. They can help you connect with others that are far, far away. It, 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 so it's kind of, some of them are goofy, some of them are more, are more practical. It's a whole range of recipes um, that you can fit into your 5e game. Right on. That is awesome. so neat, yeah. And it kind of looks like a cookbook, just in general, right? Like, at least that's the general feel of the product? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, there's a little bit extra in there in, term of mix, in terms of mechanics to make mm -hmm. sure... Um, you, the player, know what needs to happen. But other than that, a lot of it looks exactly like a cookbook. Great. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask you this question, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm excited about it, just to see, just to see where you go with it. Uh, what, what inspired you, besides cookbooks, what inspired you to do Glorky Gleebolt's Glorious Grub? Well, I feel like food is an area that doesn't really get explored a whole lot in official material. Um, you have potions that bestow certain abilities, but there's not really an art to the actual making. Um, so Glorious Grub develops instructions for food creation that sort of give this level of realism to that production. Um, and so my inspiration sort of came from wanting to fill that void. Um, and then I take artistic inspiration from artists like Shel Silverstein or Sir Quentin Blake. And yep. so I've kind of tied that in there as well. I, I, I can definitely see that. I can, I'm excited because to me, this ties directly into something from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Yeah, the chef's, absolutely. <laughs> the chef's feet. Mm. This this continues that feat. This makes that feat really worthwhile to take because <laughs> yeah. you're not just making the little the little treats that you can give to your adventuring buddies. Now you can do whole meals, and it does really cool stuff. So this product to me just makes that exploring chef character that uh, I've seen uh, in the past several online events that we've done I've seen almost at least one at you know at one of my tables so th yes this is fantastic I I love this product <laughs> what, what uh yeah go ahead Zach well I was gonna just ask uh, uh T what what is, do you have a favorite recipe in this book or something that you wouldn't mind sharing that, that you really came to enjoy during this creation? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, one I really enjoy is called the Rat Pack Snack, and it's these little bees that are designed to be used with, um, with other people, with your group, and sort of as in the title, um, when you take them, you transform into rats. Um, and it adds oh, a nice. sort of comedic element to a portion of your play experience. Um, and I like that it's something that um, is intended for a group and is intended for multiple members of a party. Gotcha. So like a group polymorph sort of a thing, but with like an intended outcome. That's cool. Uh, I can dig that. That's That's really cool. So, uh, is there anything, anything that, uh, if that, if that's one of your favorite, what's something that you had to cut out of this book that, uh, that you really wished you, you could have kept in? Um, I don't know if it's one particular thing. Um, one of the challenges I had early on was that I wanted to stuff so much into this. I wanted to create rules for everything. Um, and I was looking um, a little bit at, in 3.5, you have the adventure chef, the adventure chef, and I was looking at um, potentially building an entire class, and I really had to scale it back so that it wasn't sort of pulled in too many different directions. So that was definitely a challenge earlier on. Now that would be interesting, to see an adventuring chef class. I think it's, to I think that's a different project. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, the cool thing, right, like you, you talk about having to cut things, but um, 
you have done really well so far with your Kickstarter. Uh, you've you're about uh, you're almost double your six hundred dollar goal, and so that's allowed you to kind of add some of these things back in. Is what it looks like you've kind of added additional recipes and things like that uh, as you've went along. So. I have, yeah. Um, I'm particularly excited about. Um, I've added this character who is called the Grub Golem, who is an accident, a disaster, um, who can function sort of as a monster or an enemy. Um, and my final stretch stretch goal, if I get there, is similarly um, a companion that's created sort of in the same way. So Ooh. there's a lot. There's a lot that I would like to add in, and at some point I'll have to stop. Certainly. That, that's really cool. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like that it stays on theme. I like that mainly what we're getting with the stretch goals is more recipes because, like Troy said, I think that this is going to be great um, for, uh, you know, uh, specific types of characters and for DMs. If your character is built around being a chef or cooking then you want a recipe book like this that you can flip through, you know, and say, oh, this is what I'm making. Um, and as a DM, kind of the same thing only with your NPCs. So I think that has a very high utility purpose uh, within a game. Oh, definitely. I definitely agree. Um, so th since this is your first, uh, your first project that you're, that you're launching, um, what are, what are some of the challenges that you've, that you've come across getting this thing off the ground? Um, so far, I mean, I guess there are some challenges yet to come, but so far the biggest challenge has just been balancing and scaling and making sure I can reasonably do this. Um, so I suppose later on I'll get to experience um, distribution and um, hopefully that will go smoothly. I've allotted quite a bit of time to do that, but... Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of it's just the challenge of things being the first time I've done something. A lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. Oh, well, wow. it's gotta love it. It's it's a good swing right out the gate. Um, I really think uh, we were just talking earlier this this afternoon to another uh, uh, group of individuals who are making a product called uh, Stories from the Slough, and uh, we told them the same thing that I want to tell you, which is that. I love when a product shows up on Kickstarter with its own style and its own attitude and isn't worried about trying to look like everyone else or trying to look uh, like an official product made by a large company. It's it's concerned about making something that that is unique and that has its own sensibilities. And I think you do that. Uh, every time I scanning through all the projects I've backed recently, I'm like, yep, there's that one. I remember what that one is. Uh, it's got its own thing, so yeah, it definitely has its own look, its own feel. Um, I don't know that I want whatever it is he's got in his <laughs> frying pan, but uh, yes, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to uh, to throw out there at my at the players um, in our Twitch chat. Uh, somebody's is commenting that, that in their game they have their own uh, high-end restaurant. And they're like, oh, I've been waiting to hear this interview because they want some recipes that they can put in their restaurant for their players. So, yeah, it's it's got so many uh, uses to it. It's very, 
something that might seem on the outside to be very one-dimensional or one, you know, hyper-focused, when you really think about it, this has aspects that can be sprinkled throughout the game in different ways and and really put DMs uh, on their heels a little bit trying to figure out how they can maximize this. And I, I think that's a good thing. I think that is awesome. So T, once now that this is uh, headed to uh, success on hopefully an even grander scale than what you're going to expect, what's next? What are you what are you gonna What are you gonna follow up with? I actually haven't gotten there yet. Um, for this project, the oh. thing that's next is some serious layout, and then um, working with printers and getting the project put together and distributed um so that's that's the next big thing um but i have i have been considering a little bit um what it is that i potentially might want to do for next year um and i've been scheming a little bit about um magical <laughs> items and um oh. absurd absurdity uh, absurd mag magical items that you might find in the basement of an old sorcerer um who has died and now they're at a yard sale. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So <laughs> the yard sale of doom. It, it, yeah. Oh. It sort of would be similar to this project in that it's a pile of strange things. Um, so I, I sort of have found a niche right there, but, um, that of course is not very fleshed out. It's early okay. days. I love well, it. Well, before before we we wrap this up, I I have to know who is Glurky Glebel. Um yeah, so uh, Glurky was a character that I ran um, in a campaign I played last summer. Um, the pa the pandemic had hit, and suddenly I was playing a game with a good group of friends, and we were meeting consistently twice a week, um, which was amazing. I had cool. never had a campaign that was that consistent um awesome. and yeah so i i developed clerky quite a bit um and really enjoyed playing with him and uh, the campaign ended back in september um but he kind of sort of sat there in the back of my mind um and his specialty actually wasn't originally cooking it was originally pottery um but i he was sort of young um he was a Sferf Neblin. He was sort of young. And I, I thought as he gets older, he sort of slowed, slowed a little bit. What would he have taken from his adventures? What would he want to do in his old age? Um, and so from that, Glorious Grub was born. And Glurky got to have a second life. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, T, really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to chat with us. Uh, really excited about Glorious Gl Grub. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm never, never going to be able to say it. No, I never will. Um, but, no, I think it's awesome. And uh, I, I I wish you all the best with it. Um, I wish you 100 more and uh, smooth sailing into layout and distribution and all that. And um, we're following you on, and we'll keep an eye on things to, to uh, 
maybe a yard sale product in the future. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Thank so. you very much. So where can uh, where can people find you? Um, right if now, they just on the Kickstarter. And wait for the yard sale. Um, just on the Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty easy. If they go uh, for folks who are unfamiliar, if you if you go to the Kickstarter page and you click on the uh, on uh, T's profile there, um, I believe there's a way if you click on that to follow them, to follow that creator, and uh, that's a great way to get notified as soon as they go live with anything and everything. Absolutely. You can also keep your eye out for updates. I'm sure so on on Glorious Grub. Hey, you got it. I got it, right? It only took six times. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a record. Um, well, hey, T, thanks once again. Uh, and thank good you. luck thank to you. Thank you very much. Yes, good luck, T. And uh, thank you Absolutely. for coming on. All right. Now, before you slip into a food coma, we've got one more for you. It's a dying planet. There's gangs, but not just any gangs. Gangs with mechs. There's new species, new classes, new equipment, new monsters. Uh, well, actually, there's really not a whole lot that creator Jeremy Childray didn't throw in here. And it's all powered by the magnificent Mothership Game Engine. Check it out. Welcome back, everyone, to another creator interview with Bite Size Gaming. Yeah. Troy and Zach, your hosts for the evening, at least for a few more. And then we've got Jeremy, our illustrious guest and uh, creator of the Mothership product, uh, Gordonok. Is that how you pronounce oh, it? Wrong way. This way. Yeah, Gordonok. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a nonsense word anyway, right? So, <laughs> like, however you want to say it, kind of. Right on. Well, uh, we'd like to start off every one of these interviews with the same uh, question. Before we dive into the product, we'd like to look at, to know a little bit more about you. And the question that we use to do that is this one. Uh, is this your first project, Jeremy, or do you have other projects out in the, out in the universe that people might know you from? Um, so this is the first one that's ever, that's ever going to print. Um, but I have a few on itch. Uh, I did some Troika jams, uh, like there's, uh, some, uh, and then I also, uh, did like a really stupid, uh, wizard's tower with a friend. Uh, I also, uh, I also did some, um, spreads in dissident whispers, uh, which was a, a charity zine, uh, last year, uh, like amidst all the riots and stuff like that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I also have, and then I also have another official mothership pamphlet that's not quite out yet. Like I, I've written it and submitted it and everything like that. I've I've cashed my check, so I, right on, <laughs> it, right on. Yeah, okay, it's, it's not out yet, but uh, yeah. Other than that, this is the first thing that I've ever taken and. And I'm uh, going to make a book out of, actually. So. Heck yeah. And a gorgeous, cool, badass book at that. Um, it is uh, one of the things that I'll note for folks who are tuning in, just as a little bit of a different uh, notation. This book is going to be perfect bound. So I'm um, not going to have the staples. It's going to have the spine uh, with the glue. And uh, that's going to end up with a higher overall quality project than a lot of the uh, saddle stitched zines that are coming down the pipe 
so take note of that if you're tuning in and you like a little bit of a uh, upper class feel to your zine product. Yeah, and it's big. It's big. Too. Yeah. It's not little either. What's the dimensions on your book? Just a. It's an A4. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, talk to us a little bit about Gordon Ack. What is uh, what is the book like inside? Um. So inside of the book, it basically like the page says for pages of uh, mech busting horror on a dying planet. Um, it's got tools to run on Gordon tools and stuff like that to fill out locations. There's also some flavor text to kind of help fill in some gaps and things like that. There's also, um, there's five classes, or I'm sorry, four classes and five new species, including humans. Um, and, uh, it's the, the first one, I guess, to use the the panic engine, right? The first thing to take the mothership mechanics outside of the, the, the implied, um, the implied mothership universe or the, you know, the alien esque kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's everything. It's, it's right all, on. it's my, um, my everything in the kitchen sink setting, uh, that I've been just playing with for forever. You know, so. right on. So what uh, what inspired uh, Gordon Eck? Um, well, like I said, it's the it's everything, right? It's my every my every my every setting, right? Like I at first I I remember whenever I was like first making it, it was like um, kind of like a post post apocalyptic setting that was also kind of a western that was also kind of cyberpunky <laughs> that was also kind of like indiana jones right and like like whenever you're trying to like figure things out you know that's not a very good way to describe anything to anybody <laughs> right like it's all of it's but um <clears throat> after messing with it and doing different iterations and things like that it kind of boiled down into to what it is now and it's you know, I, I, you know, you can either there's there's cosmic horror, there's gang intrigue, right? There's um, you know, there's there's a lot of different things that you can kind of a lot of different ways that you can take it, and um, the mothership system kind of kind of lets you do a lot of things. It definitely does, yeah. So, with all with all that kitchen sink uh, goodness thrown into this thing, what is the one nugget out of this whole project that you're like man i cannot wait for people to see this and because it's so cool and you just love it so much well my favorite part everybody can already see if they just go and um search it on the mothership discord um but uh the mechs are uh, i think gonna be everybody's favorite part right uh and uh they're a little bit different like it's not like it's it's not going to be like you're you're not going to be able to get in and just run around forever and things like that there's things to limit them and I, some of the things that i figured out early on was that not everybody actually wants to do the max so you can uh, you can you can hurt them with other characters and stuff like that right but i but uh it's been available i've that's been on the um <clears throat> and it's uses the uh the kind of uh uh, the spreadsheet-based uh, generation that the the uh, mothership uh, and I vanilla I say mothership vanilla like it's 
but uh, Mothership Vanilla uh, okay. uh, ship creation. So. Yeah, everybody can actually, if, if anybody's listening, if everybody's wants to check that out, you can check it out on Mothership Discord and just search mech creation. I'm sure you'll find it. Oh, cool. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll have to check that out. I, I, I'm not a part of the... You could use picture. that with your, you could use that with your existing Mothership game. It would, it would fit with the rules. It doesn't diverge enough to, to, to be too crazy. Oh. So. Right on, man. Sweet. Okay. Add another Discord to the list. <laughs> yeah, just one more channel that we need. And and I I don't know how I feel about your statement about the, you know some people out there wouldn't want to do the mech stuff. I mean, I don't know who out there is that sick and twisted that wouldn't want to do mech stuff. I I kind of thought the same thing. I I originally the I in my first iterations, my early on was that there was just no damaging a mech. If you weren't in a mech, you couldn't damage one, right? And um, I found out that not every not, not everybody wants their own personal mech, right? Maybe they want to shoot rockets at it and stuff like that. So we made it so that you could shoot rockets. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I I think I'd have to rethink my friend choices if that was the case. <laughs> I don't think so... I've talked to any of those people. In a while. <laughs> there's like there's like two. There's just like two in the world. That's it. So you got this big book. You packed it full of your kitchen sink. Is there anything you decided you had to leave out and kind of got left on the cutting room floor that you wish you maybe could squeeze in, or you're trying to find a way to squeeze it back in? I I mean. Years and years of things have been cut, re-added. It, <laughs> it, it's it, so. Uh, I think I'm actually like super happy that I was able to to kind of get it um, to a place where it's manageable for people to 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 read the entire thing, right? And in a in a thing one setting. It's only 44 pages. That's one of the, like I bucked the zine quest rules, but I I, di I did want it to at least resemble a magazine right like mm. if it if it, if it couldn't be a magazine i i you know i didn't want to do that right so um but uh so uh it's only 44 pages but i i, I kind of i i left out i wasn't ex as explicit as like something like simbarum or you know one of these like really deep which i could have gone i could have done that kind of thing but i, I didn't think that that was really what people wanted or even what i wanted to give people was this you know because world building is in itself is a kind of uh, um it's kind of like a masturbatory thing anyway right like <laughs> you do that alone that's your thing most people don't want to know every single intricacy of your world they want to know how to how to play right right, <laughs> so, right. right on yep yep lore is uh is best in small doses and and world building along with it just enough to inspire not enough to overwhelm or to bog down so very yeah. true so uh with all that said do, you, do are there any specific benefits or challenges that you found uh putting it in this zine style format well you heard i just didn't follow the rules <laughs> well you know I, <laughs> true very true um, so like so just for any for anyone that's listening to why I did this is so I wrote the there is a, a version out there right that is in the A5 style right um but there was I, I I would do stuff like hit the space bar 
or it mess my whole entire layout right it would just <laughs> it would just ruin it right and then also i moved from uh from the uh the adobe suite to affinity right so and i just kind of ripped this band-aid off and just started over and i found that the a4 was just so much easier to to display to to get people enough information on a on a single page because you'll find once you once you dig into it right like there's not very many things are gonna gonna cross over onto another page right like i so i think only the equipment section maybe is uh is one of the only ones and maybe this the the mancer spells uh are the only sections that kind of cross onto another page but everything is in a spread every i all of the information is in a spread in every single part of the book. So A A4 just made it a, a thousand times easier. I, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever do an A5 one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, okay. I like, I like hearing you talk about it. One of the things that we found over our interviews this afternoon is that um, what rings true is that everybody has their own personality their own individualism that they're bringing to their project and that's what i like most about zines is that when they show up at your door and you hold them in your hand they they communicate something about the creator and the fact that you said we're gonna go with this different size because i want it to i want it to lay out on two pages or i want to look at it and make and it all it all fits and then i don't have to carry it like that tells you something about about jeremy uh as a as a player and as a dm and i like I like learning things like that and getting peeks into people's brains and how they interpret different rules or different systems or how they imagine the universes. And um, yeah, it's just like, like I had to do it. I had to break the rules because it had to work. I'm like, that's great. That's yep. great. That's yep. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, and it was kind of difficult because honestly, I never. I never wanted to go to Kickstarter at, at all, right? Like I never, because um, it always felt like there would be like a lot of pressure to to deliver to deliver a product, right? And I didn't want to be like I didn't want to be one of those person those people. And no, like flack to anybody who has trouble fulfilling or has these issues that happen. But I didn't want to be one of those people who who's under the gun right and didn't do, doesn't fulfill on time and uh has this the frowny symbols on their on their uh on their kickstarter so i was funding it all out of pocket so you know like i've already i've already paid for all the art everything is already already paid for and done the only thing that's not been done is the printing and um that's that's why that's why we went to kickstarters because need that need that dough for the print job oh my right, gosh right you're telling me 100 percent so uh moving to uh you i know you said you pulled like the the rule set out of mothership and kind of built your own setting and things around it so there's this is really the first um the first product in this setting and, and built around the system is this a book that's designed for like if a new person has never played mothership before um and is looking at that system could they pick up gordonak as a brand new gm and and run it or do they kind of need to grab the mothership book as well they probably need the mothership book at this point right um i've talked to sean and there's there and and a few other people and there's thoughts of of maybe trying to um 
to get like a reference document or something like that so that so that the that the uh that something like this could have its own have be completely standalone and i probably could have gone that way and honestly it, it I, I was going that way to be completely standalone uh but trying to reiterate rules that were were almost a hundred percent um like concise right and re re say those in a different way was kind of just giving me an ulcer so i just said go get mothership to figure out how to do the rest of this so and it's nice that it's pay what you want on drive through for the digital rule set of mothership. So like exactly. if people do need that, it's like it's not like it's going to be a whole extra cost to them. If they want to get it for free, they can get it for free and okay. go back and pay Sean and their and his crew later. Um, uh, so cool. Awesome. Yeah. OK, so uh, <clears throat> Gordon Act, obviously going to fun, going to get sent out, going to be awesome. What's next for Jeremy? What what do, you, what do you have in the pipe that you're going to hit us with next? Um, so I, I got a few things that are that are kind of cooking. I got uh, um, a superhero esque system that kind of uh, I kind of merges Shaman King and the Exorcist. Uh, okay. I, that's. So that that's using Troika, but uh, a little bit looser, not like the defined backgrounds that everybody's used to. Um, also, I'm working on some crafting stuff. Uh, I'm trying to get dank dice. It's my my weed flavored uh, 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 RPG materials and stuff like that, right? So like uh, you know, uh, dice bags with pot leaves and fun fun shit like that and right uh, all handmade all handmade stuff i make dice and stuff so i'm trying to get that that going and and off the ground so yeah i got a few things check my itch periodically right it's i think it's gordonac.itch uh io um i'm doing uh like a continuing dungeon that's free or pay what you want uh most of my stuff is either free or cheap or uh or pay what you want on itch so yeah very cool. Right on, right on. I can't, so is I can't get it, behind all that. Absolutely. Is is itch the best place for people to reach you if they want to try to find out and follow you as you as you continue to release stuff? Yeah, I, I'm mostly I, mostly I just it's the easier platform for me. I I might I might branch out and do a little bit more drive through. I have a really stupid uh, break dancing RPG on drive through <laughs> RPG uh, under Gordonac Games. If you find it, I think it's a like three dollars it's not worth it so don't pay it i i <laughs> <laughs> say it ain't so i i i'm just kidding buy it whatever you want to do you're not gonna play it but um <laughs> yeah so yeah itch is the best place to follow any of the, like the especially like the free stuff that i that i'll that i'll be coming out with i just got dungeon draft the uh, shout out Dungeon Draft. I'm not getting. I'm not getting paid for that, but I just got Dungeon Draft, <laughs> and it makes it so I can do some one-page dungeons pretty quickly. So, yeah. very cool. Right on, right on. Well, hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on our little show. Appreciate it. Um, I'm going to encourage everyone to uh, follow my lead and head on over to Kickstarter and back Gordonac and back it at the physical level, so you see all this gorgeous goodness in your hands um i think if i recall correctly it's like uh 18 bucks for the physical copy and nine bucks for the pdf um and it looks great i think it's going to be worth every penny oh there's pogs there's pogs we got everybody gets 
pogs to with their that's right levels. that's right you've been hitting some oh, stretch goals nice. so there's yeah I've, I, there's... we've hit all of them actually I got, they're done there's they just i i don't there's nothing else i can do <laughs> that's a good feeling that's a good feeling to know that that's like this is my workload it's not gonna get any more than this it is this exactly well i i, I told you guys I, I finished the book before i went to Kickstarter. yeah 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 so the only thing i actually have to do is lay out this last pamphlet and that's that's it beautiful all right jeremy say, well, I, think... I'm on, well before you go i'm on your i'm oh. on your itch page and the the artwork for that the city out in that like dune sea is just awesome yeah it's i i think that actually didn't that's one of the things that didn't make it into the book i don't think it if i if i'm remembering correctly that's one of the pieces that i have i have other arts so there there will be more gordon act in the future so right on man good stuff thanks for coming on man it's yeah, been thank my you. pleasure, guys. It was really nice meeting you. You too. Very nice Definitely. to meet you, Jeremy. We'll be in touch. Uh, take it easy. Get on that Gordon that goodness. <laughs> well, there you have it. Three more zines for you to take a look at. Next ep- episode, we're really cramming it in with four interviews. We'll be talking blood cults and honey, ancient necromantic prison tombs, GMless RPGs on a dying planet, and... Clint Eastwood in space. Don't miss it, and go grab more zines. <laughs>